I had my children on the floor. I was on my favorite blanket that my grandmother gave me on the floor like a cat. And I realized in that moment, the potential of what our bodies can really do as women. Like I could feel his head. I could do my own internal, like, yeah, his head, I could feel it. I was in tears. I was just in tears and overwhelmed with gratitude. Hi, and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast, the podcast that is bringing embodied birth wisdom from women from all over the world sharing their natural birth stories. Don't forget to subscribe and download so that you can always have access to these empowering and positive natural birth stories. Hi, my name is Anna, also known as the Spiritual Midwife, and I am the Natural Birth Podcast host. I'm a midwife and a childbirth educator, and I assist women in optimizing their chances of having an empowering and natural birth experience and a nourishing and healing postpartum. I offer holistic birth preparation and postpartum online courses worldwide for the conscious mama wanting to prepare emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually for her birth and for her postpartum. And if you want to know more about me and what I do in the world, then visit me at thenaturalbirthcourse.com. If you had a natural and empowering birth experience that you would like to share with the world, then you can email me at anna_the_spiritual_midwife at gmail.com and maybe your story will be featured on the Natural Birth Podcast. Now let's dive into today's episode. Today on the Natural Birth Podcast, we have Lenneke. Lenneke is a mum of one from the Netherlands. She grew up with a mother and in a culture that saw birth and home birth as a normal and natural choice for women. So when Lenneke felt pregnant, she started searching for a midwifery practice with the same strong beliefs in women's bodies and intuition as she had. Today, we will hear about her amazing ability in trusting her body and birth and her capacity to fully surrender to the life force of birth coming through her. Let's listen into Lenica's story of having a very quick, unattended water birth at home. Hi, Lenica, and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast. How are you today? Good morning, Anna. I'm doing really good. Um, yeah, I look for a quiet spot in our home. I have some candles around me and the birth card of my son to um, yeah set the setting. So I'm excited to tell the story. Oh, I'm so excited to hear your story. Um, I know that you're from the Netherlands and that you had a home birth that kind of ended up maybe being a little bit of a unassisted home birth um, accidentally and I can't wait <laughs> to hear how that unfolded um, and I just I love speaking to women uh, from the Netherlands because you have such a different culture um, when it comes to the birth culture the maternity care that is provided in your country it's very unique um, and I think it's around 
30% of women in the Netherlands birth at home, which is uh, amazing. And I think that other countries have so much to learn uh, from mm. the Netherlands and your system and um, where women are so supported to, if they are low risk and, and um, all is normal in their pregnancy and in their lives that, that you birth at home because that's, that's normal. And it's, you know, it's so good for a baby's um, microbiome, so their immunity and their gut flora and, and all of this um, to be birthed in the place where they are going to live. It will inform their immunity instantaneously if they are born in their home compared to being born in the hospital, for example. That is one of the amazing things with home birth. Mm -hmm. There's so many, of course, but I just think mm -hmm. it's so beautiful that it's so well supported in your country. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I would love to to hear a little bit about your kind of decision-making in choosing a home birth and why that came about and then dive on into that story. Yes, thank you. Um, so, um, you're right. It's very, um, I think, much more common in our culture to birth at home. Uh, my mom also had me at home. So, that was kind of a story I took throughout my life and... Uh, yeah, so it was always very normal for me. There was nothing uh, risky about it or nothing daring about it. It was just a normal way to have a baby at home. Um, yeah, and my mother also talked very positively about her birth experiences, really positive. Um, and I'm really grateful for, uh, for that to her. Uh, when I felt pregnant, I never had any anxieties about the labor or giving birth. And um, yeah, I think I can... I really have her to thank uh, in part for that. Mm. Um, so that was kind of what I brought with me when I started to think about where I wanted to give birth. Um, but I must say there was a time and it was before I felt pregnant um, that I did have some thoughts like, why would anyone want to birth at home if you can also birth at a hospital? Um, yeah, my thought was, why would you want to take even 1% of risk with little baby which you love so much and it was not until I started to do more research when I actually felt pregnant <clears throat> that I discovered that actually well the risk levels are not higher if you just have a low risk pregnancy it's just the same right. um, and also that maybe it's much more important where you feel at, at ease what mm. makes you feel comfortable where you feel safe and then to me that was so clearly my home I have never been in a hospital for anything and I thought, why would I go there? I don't feel sick or anything. Mm. <laughs> to me, it was just uh, a very beautiful thing happening. Um, yeah, and I knew I felt so safe in my own home. Um, and exactly as you're saying, also when I looked at it from the perspective of my little baby, I really wanted him to enter the world in his home and not having to be strapped in a car seat like uh, mm. an hour after birth and do all that. Mm. So... Yeah. And then, uh, as you say, when I brought it up with the midwife, they were perfectly okay with that. It's completely normal. So they fully supported that decision. Yeah. Beautiful. Lovely. And mm -hmm. um, I also resonate with what you're saying, for sure. So please share with us the early signs of labor approaching for you. Yeah. Um, so I was 41 plus four uh, weeks and so uh, our little baby was having a good time in my belly. <laughs> I also felt very good still myself. Um, 
but there is a 42 week mark that is uh, kind of procedurally regarded here as the point after which you have to induce. And of course the have to is, yeah, it's not as strict as it sounds. It, it's very strictly interpreted, but mm. of course you still have that option. You can always um, decline. Yes. You're the sovereign. Uh, being. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But uh, I don't think a lot of people are aware of that or they interpret it that way. But yeah. luckily we have a midwife uh, and we definitely looked for one uh, that had that vision who knew that it was really in our own hands. So we already had quite some discussion about um, whether we wanted to induce at 42 or not. So she actually came to our home in the morning of uh, when I was 41 plus four weeks to discuss what we wanted. Yeah. To discuss what we wanted. And um, I had actually listened to one of the podcasts uh, of you that morning. And in that, you had made the comment um, emphasizing that you do not have to be induced, that it is always a choice, even at 43 weeks. You know, it will always be a choice. <laughs> I'm, I'm I applauding. <laughs> I even remember where I was walking at that point because it was during my walk. And I think maybe I even stood still and I said to myself, this was what I needed to hear in this episode, apparently. Mm. Um, and that moment I decided, I, you know, it does not feel good for me. So we do not want to have the induction at 42 weeks. And my husband totally supported that. So we talked it over with her that morning and she supported us as well. That, so that was really, really nice. Um, yeah, so it was kind of like a weight lifted from my shoulders because I was really not keen on having the induction a couple of days later. That was not how I envisioned uh, my son being born. Um, so what we did actually do, we talked for over an hour and a half with her. It was really uh, such a good conversation and made it clear to me how important it is to have a good midwife. Uh, yeah, she's she was so supportive and yeah. really strengthened our intuition and our feelings. And I'm very grateful for that. What we did do was uh, we had a stretch and sweep at that point after the conversation uh, we had planned it. And then we had the conversation about the induction. So she said, are you sure you still want to do this? Mm. And I hesitated a bit. Um, yeah. But eventually I, I said, okay, let's do it. And that's the one thing I wish I I didn't do, or I would definitely do differently uh, next time. And why is that? It, yeah. Because it felt to me like we were maybe preventing a more medical induction or like stimulating the process. But it, it was so important for me to allow my baby to have his own timeline and his own way of being born. Mm. So I didn't want to intervene in any way. I didn't do any other things to speed up labor and then I did this and it's the one thing that's not not really in line with my thoughts about it and then only a couple of weeks later I let a com I read a comment that said um, a stretch and sweep is also a way of inducing and then I thought no I didn't want to <laughs> so I kind of had something similar to it um, yeah yeah and already to uh to go get ahead of the story, my son was born uh, that night. Mm -hmm. So I still, I will always have the feeling like wondering, was that his own timeline? And, um, you know, of course, I, I shouldn't have done it if you're not happy that it did something. So I'm, I'm happy, of course, that he came. <laughs> but I will always wonder, 
was it the way that he wanted to uh, come? And was it that night that he was supposed to come? Or maybe had he chose like a day or two later? So, mm. yeah, less next time, hopefully, if there will be next time, I will definitely be even more patient and let that mm. uh, unfold itself too. Yeah, I guess you will just never know. And I, you know, when it comes to the stretch and sleep, it is an intervention in a sense. It's a medical procedure, mm. right? Because we're doing something. At the yeah. same time, a stretch and sweep would never work if you weren't ready as well, you know? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I guess you'll never know. And then at the same time, you probably were really ripe. Yeah. And ready yeah. to have Yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. So Thank what happened? <laughs> yeah, so what happened then? So um, when you say early signs of labor... Um, I can only think of two things that happened before the actual labor um, yeah, took place. And that was on that walk that I talked about earlier when I heard the comment about the induction. Um, I walked every day for this, the, same, the same route in nature. And that day I was walking and I thought to myself on the way back, I thought, hmm, it looks like I'm walking slower than usual. And I remember looking at my feet and there was kind of like this was really I was so relaxed and I was just walking a bit slower because I was so so relaxed I guess mm-hmm. um, so there was no pain or anything I was just really zen or something mm-hmm. um, so I remember that thought oh I'm walking a bit slower and then I came home and I had a bit of uh, aching in my back not a lot, but I remember I really wanted to stretch my back because I remember when we were cooking, I put my hands on the countertop and was stretching my back a little while we were cooking. Um, yeah, so looking back, those are the only things that I remember that really showed me something was going on because other than that, I didn't feel anything after the induction. After the so stretch and sweep, you mean? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> After the stretch and sweep, yeah. yeah. So we thought, okay, that's okay, you know, another day tomorrow and another day after that. And I was still feeling so good, so I wasn't really bothered by it. Uh, and then the night came. So we decided we wanted to watch a movie, just uh, chill on the couch. And then I started to get this bit of an odd feeling in my body. It was not even in my tummy yet or not pain, just I felt a bit, mm. so I said, you know what, maybe we can have a shower first, Uh, let's hop in the shower, and then afterwards we can snuggle on the couch and uh, watch a movie. So that's what we did. We went upstairs, we got in the shower, and then suddenly, whoa, the first contraction came, and it was full force immediately. (laughs) So I was was really blown away. I remember I had to put my my um, arms around the neck of my uh, husband. I really had to hang on him. And it took quite a while as well. And I was so forceful. So um, when it was over, I, I lo- we looked each other in the eyes and I said, oh, do you think maybe it started? <laughs> and he said, well, I, I should think so. If this is not it, you know, then I don't know what we're in for. Uh, but we were like, wow, okay. So um, I got out of the shower and... Yeah, I remember him also saying, do you want me to prep the birthing pool um, before we go to bed? Because we had a birthing pool downstairs. And I said, I don't think we're going to bed anymore tonight because I felt this is so strong. I couldn't imagine this being like pre-labor contractions or anything. Um, 
So I walked over to the bed, which is only like three meters. And then the next construction came and I really had to meet it on my knees. So I fell on my knees, my arms were on the bed. And uh, yeah, that was the way I liked to meet that contraction. And it was over. I got up to put on underwear and I only got one leg in and then the next one already hit. So that's when I thought, wow, okay, this is, this is serious already. Um, yeah, I was really blown away by it. So then I, I flew down the stairs because I knew I wanted to birth downstairs. That's also where our birthing pool was. And we had a mattress set up uh, in case I didn't like the pool or just, you know, for moving during labor. So I was downstairs. I got on my knees. Uh, I was facing the couch and I had my arms stretched over the, the, uh, the seating cushion and my head laying on it. And that was how I labored for the first hour, I think. And the contractions continued to come in that way. So my husband was sitting next to me and he was pushing down hard on my back because they were all in my back. So it felt really good to have him push. And I kept saying harder, harder, <laughs> a little bit lower, a little bit higher, and then push harder. Yeah, that really helped the counter pressure. Um, and we got this piece of paper from our midwife that with instructions on when to call her and I think it said call when you have contractions uh, every three to four minutes that last one minute and have that for at least an hour and if you have that for an hour then you cause but that was not our situation at all so my husband got the piece of paper he was sitting next to he was looking at it and he said this is this is useless <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So we've never been, uh, we've never had this stage and um, he was timing it. I think he only did for 15 minutes because it was so useless. He felt like there's no use in timing this. Um, plus, I also really needed him. And I asked him before this um, interview to confirm and he said that there was one minute apart um, from the moment I was downstairs and the, on the sofa and some lasted for two to three minutes then it felt like they were subsiding. So he was uh, he was taking his hands off me and then it increased again, the sensation. So I said, no, 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 it's not over yet, come back. <laughs> and then it could go on for three minutes like that. And then just one minute of pause and then the next one. Um, so it was quite intense. And that's when he said, okay, I'm calling the midwife right now. You know, there's no need in waiting, uh, no use for waiting for an hour. And where so did you feel her. your contractions or where did you feel that you know, sensation? Was that in your belly or in your back? No, in my lower back. Yeah. yeah, Very much in my back. Right. So uh, it was also very different than I expected. I don't know if it would have been in my belly, if it was anything that you could expect. But uh, yeah, it was really yeah, yeah. interesting to have it in my back when I expected all everything going on to be in your belly yeah because when I hear your how your contractions were um because they are kind of atypical in a sense that they're so kind of back to back it sounds like maybe you even had mm. you know two contractions in kind of a period of three minutes sounds to me that it was probably two contractions not one but that was not yeah. much you know space mm. in between um yes. and those kind of you know, when it come really back to back like that, and they're really in your back, it sounds potentially mm -hmm. like your baby might have been a little bit like OP. So maybe a little bit, um, his back towards your back or 
somehow your oh. body try to maybe try to want him to to turn or get into a better position so sometimes then the body yeah. will work a little bit harder sometimes they can be quite spread out and very long and intense because mm. but you're suddenly you know yeah potentially when when you say it's all yeah. on your back and they were kind of this atypical kind of way but sometimes it's just the force of nature as well you know we, you know yeah. birth doesn't always make sense we don't always have an explanation to why why you yeah. know uh, labor and birth and it's, does its thing yeah we're also unique mm-hmm. yeah exactly what you're saying it's so unique because i i loved hearing birth stories i put so much time in it i think i literally listened to one every single day of my pregnancy and this was totally different than all of them <laughs> and yeah, we're also all different than from each other so I love how you know you can yeah you have your own unique way of birthing still so that was really uh, funny to experience mm. yeah um, yeah and looking back there was no difference between I think my first contraction in the sensation or the intensity and the last one before the pushing stage so mm. it was all really it just started and then it was I think I also closed my eyes and I I didn't open them for a couple of hours until the pushing stage started. Wow. Um, So, yeah, my husband, he called the midwife and she said, do you want me to come over? But we had planned a hands-off birth with her if uh, that would have been possible. That was our preference. And we had also already said, told her that we wanted to be with the two of us uh, as long as possible. So she knew that and she was okay with that. So she said, do you want me to come over? Um, have your waters broken already? Do you feel any pressure? And I, my waters hadn't broken. I didn't feel any pressure. So I thought to myself, well, I knew it was intense, but I still thought this is going to last for 10 more hours or 15 <laughs> more hours because it's my first. So I literally said to her, I said, well, yeah, you're going to be here just sitting on a chair for 10 hours. You know, I think we'll call at a later point. And she had to laugh and she said, you know, okay, uh, whatever, whatever you guys want. And then later she told us that she knew she wasn't going to sleep anymore that night because she heard my, my sounds. So she knew it was, um, it was definitely not going to be 15 hours anymore, but uh, she respected our wishes. So she said, you can also always consult me by phone. You know, I'm here for you guys. Um, Just let me know when you want me to come over. So Yeah, we continued. My husband was very busy with the birthing pool. (laughs) Uh, That was his his thing to do the practical sides and making sure that I was drinking enough. And he continuously asked me, do you need to go to the bathroom? Because we also knew how important that was. Um, very good he was a good midwife there for you as well yeah yeah it was amazing yeah he had the glasses of water with a straw and then pushing my back and then (laughs) running back to the birthing pool and it was very very busy (laughs) well you were busy too taking those monstrous uh tightenings and surges weren't you yeah but I remember I was just really in my own cocoon like in a bubble so he sometimes handed me a glass of water and then I, I could vaguely, uh, I vaguely was aware that he was doing all sorts of things, but I was just really in my own, in my own bubble. So then um, at this point, I, I was still on the couch and then I had one surge that got even a little more intense, it seemed, and then the release and my waters broke. So um, 
my husband quickly got some towels and then I moved to the toilet once the contraction was over because I thought, you know, maybe some more fluids will come and I know I'll just be able to relax there and release everything. And actually, I really like that. It was not maybe a more a very romantic spot to be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, our toilet is quite small and I just kept the lights off. I closed the door so it was completely dark. And it was mm. so small that I could put my hands against the wall. And yeah, I think uh, I labored for quite a while in, in that spot. My husband also asked me a couple of times, don't you want to move to the couch again? And I said, no, no, why? <laughs> I like it here. You know, it's good here and nothing to think about. Just uh, just being with the contractions. Yeah. I really like that. That's amazing. I love that. It's, it's yeah, as you say, it doesn't sound romantic, but it actually gives you all what you need in that really primal state of labor mm. to really stay in your primal birthing yeah. body. Like no distractions, small room, quiet, mm totally dark there's no impressions you know your mind is kind of turned off in a sense you're really helping that process by by doing that the less yeah. distractions the better and you feel very safe in a small space yeah. you know this is what animals do all the time right you find oh. the cat going to you know the mm. little uh, closet to birth right or like hide away yeah. somewhere dark and quiet and safe and you know protected and no disturbance like we're the same we're actually the same mm. so your instincts were like spot on <laughs> to stay there so interesting I hadn't considered the small space being an advantage yeah um so I was I really I really liked it in there um and then I think maybe the pauses became a bit longer looking back or I'm not sure but I remember that I fell asleep in between contractions that um I sometimes awoke because my head dropped down and then I was like oh did I just fall asleep and I was so amazed by it in that moment because it was so intense and then you know to be able to do just a little bit of sleep in between it, it blew my mind and it also I felt really recharged after that because I remember waking then and then saying to myself oh right this is what we were doing I mean there were no was no pain in my body anything it was like oh yeah, right, we were laboring and there will be a new sensation coming soon. And then the sensation came and then I was able to yeah, kind of go out of it completely again and do the yeah, micro sleep, I guess. Did you feel safe and trusting in the process or were you at all ever feeling overwhelmed or fearful or anxious what was going on for you? No, not for one second I was fearful or overwhelmed. No, not at all. Um, I think this I think also... Maybe is one of the reasons why you labored so quickly and so mm. efficiently, you know, because to be able to fully be in trust and to be able to fully be in the process as it sounds like you were is, mm. is everything. That, that is how, and that's why a, a woman who's in coma can birth a baby, you know, she because she gets mm. out of her own way. Her body can do oh, what yeah. it's designed to do, right? The force of yeah. nature can come through your baby and your body can work together because you have no resistance, no fear, no tightening, yeah. holding against. It sounds like you really just mm. allowed it all to happen through you. Yeah. Yeah, I really feel felt also beforehand, just in my deepest core, that for me, this was such a natural thing. And I feel so in touch with my intuition and it was cultivated even more in pregnancy. And yeah, I just felt that my baby was doing really good. And um, I also considered in the beginning the pain a little bit, but then I thought, 
my thoughts will not have any impact on on this pain or on this sensation and my body's just gonna go through with everything and as exactly as you're saying i i would only get in my own way so i thought okay let's not have any thoughts about it Let, let's not think about it anything let's not make mental comments just yeah i didn't do anything really i think my head was just shut off for a couple of hours yeah. and i just let it yeah roll over me um so then um i did go back to the couch at one point and what i hadn't mentioned yet is i was very vocal and i never expected myself to be because i'm not very not a very vocal person normally i think pretty timid um so i never thought i would be the one making a lot of sounds but i was and i i did so from the first one already um yeah, it really helped me. And I knew how important it was to relax your jaw. Our midwife had this affirmation card in her office that said, an open mouth is an open vagina. And I had always remembered that. So I really took that with me. And yeah, just opening my mouth and then immediately a sound would come. Just this one tone and <laughs> the entire contraction, it would remain that one tone. When the intensity got a little bit more intense, I also got a bit more forceful in the sound. And I would just, yeah, they would go together, like the sound and the contraction, the intensity of both. So, and I remember after a couple of times, I thought, wow, do I really have to do this? I felt, and that's the one thing I felt a bit like, oh, really? Is this how I'm going to do it? <laughs> so... I, I tried to just breathe it away for one contraction and it didn't feel good at all. I just, no. So I said to my husband, I said, I'm sorry, but this is how it's going to be. It, it really helps me. So I said, I'm sorry, but the sounds are going to gonna be there. Um, and of course he didn't mind at all, but I remember that was one thing I was so surprised about myself. After the bathroom, bathroom when I had moved to the couch, um, I, hear, I heard myself making the same sound again. And then at the end of the contraction, at the end of the sound, it suddenly changed into this deeper roar. So it was, I, can I do the sound? Yes, do it. <laughs> it's a, a kind of like a whale sound. I don't know. But it was when the contraction was were normal, it was just like, ah. Uh, and then at the end, it started to become, ah. Oh, so like this, oh, okay I know what that means <laughs> and I heard that coming from my throat and I didn't even feel anything yet but I thought whoa okay I think we're going to be entering the next stage soon mm -hmm. and then also the next contraction I could clearly feel the pressure building up mm -hmm. um, so we called the midwife again and uh, my husband told her she's starting to feel the pressure and I told myself, okay, I'm going to get in the birthing pool when the midwife is here. Because I was afraid I was going to get in too early and it might still stagnate or anything. Um, which, of course, yeah, looking back, I shouldn't have been afraid for that at all. I should have gotten in sooner, maybe. But um, So how many yeah, hours he was on the actually from the first contraction till now? How many hours are we talking about? Um. First contraction I th until now is three and a half hours because mm. from first contraction until birth was four hours. So, yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, that's um, intense.
Do you want a natural birth mama? Then a natural birth course might be for you. Do you see birth as a rite of passage and an important and transformational event that you'd like to feel fully empowered in meeting? Are you like many other women realizing that it is time to take back your power as a birthing woman in the birth space and birth your baby your way? Would you like to feel calm and confident as you birth your baby with all the tools you need in order to meet the labor sensations naturally and be ready body, mind and soul? Do you deeply down know that your body was made to birth your baby and that you have all the inherent power and inner wisdom to do so? Are you looking for holistic midwifery wisdom and guidance to assist you and give you all the evidence-based information you need in order to feel fully sovereign in your decision-making around your pregnancy and upcoming birth? Then the natural birth course is for you. Find out more at thenaturalbirthcourse.com. But I was really looking forward to the bath or to the birthing pool. Um, and I told myself, okay, when she's here, I'll get in. And then he <laughs> finished his conversation on the phone. I thought, oh, I cannot wait any longer. I just want to get in now. So in between contractions, I hopped into the uh, birthing pool and it was so good. I'm so glad I made that decision to have one at home. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, and I told my husband, oh, can you make it hotter? Can you make it hotter? So he started to add in more water and uh, the midwife got on her way. But then it progressed so fast. Um, so I really like the, the pushing stage, I, I call it, or maybe the second stage, is it, of labor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever you want to call um, it. It's labor and birth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did have the long pauses in between there. Mm. So I really like that. I think that was the first moment and from uh, when we started in the shower that I really got to have a conversation with my husband again, that I even just opened my eyes that I was in the space of my home again. Really these long breaks in between, uh, probably more than a minute, maybe even a couple of minutes, I'm not aware. And I felt really clear. I didn't have the, the micro sleeps anymore. It was just really, yeah. I was really there again. Mm. So I really liked that. And the force was so, it was so forceful. I was on my knees in the bath and my uh, arms were supported by the, the yeah, the birthing pool. Mm. I don't know how to call it, like the, yeah, the, the edge. Uh, yeah. the, uh, the edge, exactly. So my arms were resting on the edge. I was on my knees. And then when I had this contraction, I would lift off in the water because it was just so, it was so much force moving through my body. So I could feel my body going up and down. It was amazing. Um, yeah. And then at one point I thought, okay, let's feel if I can, uh, let's see if I can feel our baby coming already. So I just put my hand palm against my vagina and I could feel the, the top of his head against my head or hand already wow so i told my husband wow i can i can feel his head and he hadn't he didn't know that it was progressing so fast at all he hadn't yeah 
didn't gather that yet. So he said, oh, do you think you can start pushing soon? And he didn't know that. He had just thought all her sounds have changed, but he didn't know that we really entered a new phase already. So I thought, oh, yeah, but I have been already. He said, oh, oh, okay. But he was really calm as well. So he also really trusted in my body. He saw that I was very trusting that I didn't panic. And he was really in the same energy. So that was that was so great. Um, and he was facing me. We had um, eye contact the entire time. And then um, on the next, I think, two more contractions. And then his head was born. Mm. Um, it was born into my, into my hands. And I had my hands around his head and I was stroking it very lightly. And I told my husband, okay, I have his, I have my hands around his head. And he said, what? And I said, do you want to come in the pool? And then maybe you can, you know, you can catch the baby because we talked about it beforehand and either he or uh, myself wanted to welcome our baby in our hands. But then he said, yeah, but I still need to open the door for the midwife. (laughs) And I totally forgot that she needed to be there as well. Or she didn't need to be, but that she still um, was on her way. And um, so with the head born, and we were just pausing in between, that's when she knocked on our door. So um, my husband said, okay, I'm going to run to the door real quick and get the door for her. And I said, no, because I was so afraid that he might miss the actual point of birth, you know, like the actual moment that our son um, came to us. So I said, no, I really don't want you to go. Uh, And he respected that, thankfully, even though he, looking back, says that's the one moment that he thought, okay, now I really want someone to be there. Um, But he still thankfully respected that I really wanted him there. And then also the next contraction, it started. Uh, And because I had my hand around his, my hands around his head, I could feel him make that external rotation. Mm -hmm. And I had seen that in clips before, like in the animations and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I remember so vividly in that moment thinking, wow, he's doing that. Like he knows what he needs to do. And that was so amazing to me to, Mm -hmm. to feel that he did that. Um, yeah, and then his body was born into the water, and I lifted him up really slowly. And we didn't know if we were having a boy or a girl, but my husband saw it immediately. So he said, uh, "Oh, I think I think we have a son." And it didn't. I didn't process it at all at that time. I think everything just went so fast for me that my head had a bit of trouble keeping up. So. It wasn't until I think five or 10 minutes later when we were already snuggling still in the bath that I kind of looked up and said, did you say that it's a boy? (laughs) And then I had to look myself and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, we have a son. But I remember him saying it, but it not. Yeah, I wasn't able to process it then. It was just so it had all gone so fast. Um, yeah, so it was it was an amazing moment. And we lifted him from the water. The cord was wrapped around his body uh, two times. So I got it off once, but I wasn't able to get the second loop good off of him because my cord was quite um, short. So uh, then after a minute or two, my husband went to the door and he opened the door for the midwife. And he told her, yeah, he's already here. And she said, yeah, I know, (laughs) because she was, of course, outside her front door and she had heard me making the sounds. And because of her experience, she knew 
that it had been the moment of birth. Mm. Um, so she entered and she was, I'm so grateful again to her because she was so calm, so calm and collected. And she was laughing a bit about it, you know, that he had already been born. But she didn't come up to the birthing pool uh, at all. She just went to our table, put her stuff there. And she said, hi, congratulations in this whispering voice. And her entire energy totally matched with mine. And yeah, I'm really grateful that she wasn't concerned at all because she wasn't there. She just, mm. I think maybe from one look, she saw everything was fine and just decided to mm. set up her stuff instead of running to the bath or all panicky. Mm. Um, so yeah, when she entered, I did say, hey, can you maybe help me with the cord because it's still around his body. And uh, so that's what, not until then that, did she move to, to us in the birthing pool. So she came and she helped me uh, unwrap that final loop. And then, and then um, just, um, can we just pause that? Because I know a lot of mamas um, have this as a concern that they, that they fear mm. that maybe the cord will be around the neck. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just want to just want you to share when your baby was born, um, was your baby kind of alert? Did your baby breathe? Did the baby have tone? Did the baby have color? Um, was all fine when your baby was born, even though there was a loop or two around the neck? Yeah, it was all fine, actually. Yeah. And I must say the loop were not all around his neck. It was also around his belly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but there was, yeah. And I also didn't feel any concern at all. I just, I had him in my hands. I looked at him and I knew it was fine. I think that yeah. was my first thought. Not like, oh, I wasn't looking at the cord and thinking, yeah. oh, the cord's wrapped around him. But more looking at him and his body and his entire body looked good. So, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't concerned about it at all. Right. And I just wanted you to share this because it is not a concern. Having the mm. cord around the neck, you can have the cord around the neck four times. You know, it's mm. the cord is meant to be able to do that without harming the baby, right? It's very, mm. very extremely yeah. rare that the cord has any, there's any problem uh, with the cord being uh, yeah. around the neck. And around 10% of babies will have that at birth. around the body or around the neck and just like you did you know you just you just unwrap it and it's more to like be able to lift the baby higher um Mm -hmm. but but the cord is made up of yeah the cord is made up of of jelly that kind of protects the Mm -hmm. vessels inside that keeps on bringing your baby oxygen and, and nutrients and removing waste and all of that so I just wanted to kind of pause it because I know this can be a concern uh, for mamas mm-hmm. um, and it's an outdated thing that still some professionals in some countries um, believe is a problem I've heard for example in Brazil how they offer cesareans or think that women should have cesareans because they can see an ultrasound that the cord is around the neck and these mm-hmm. these are not valid reasons for for a cesarean yeah, yeah. I just wanted to pause because I yeah. think this is like a golden nugget that you could share that your baby was totally hmm. fine coming out with two loops. Yeah. Cord around. He did not seem bothered at all. And no. <laughs> just like you're saying, it was more for myself that I, you know, needed to have that extra length of cord to lift him up mm-hmm. uh, more easily. But he didn't, yeah, he didn't seem bothered by it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then my husband also got in the birthing pool, which was really nice. And I think we were there for for an hour just snuggling and um yeah breastfeeding immediately and um 
what was also so special, my uh, our son didn't cry at all. He was so calm, so peaceful. And um, I knew that can happen with water births, that, yeah. kids, uh, that the babies can be very calm. But my husband had only seen like the movies where they come out crying and so panicky. Mm. And he was, well, he wasn't concerned, but he was so surprised. So he said, hey, little one. And, you know, he really wanted to hear just a little bit of sound. So he started to rub him a little lightly. And then he made this tiny sound and I could feel my husband like relax a little more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then because also when we tell the story to people, he, he keeps saying like, yeah, you would always think that the babies come out crying, screaming, but he says that that's not necessary at all. No. So, uh, yeah. It was cool for him to experience. Mm-hmm. And um, our son made eye contact with my husband very soon And they had eye contact for so long, like with big eyes, our son was looking at him like, uh, yeah, over my shoulder. And it felt so special to me, like, you know, to look at his father immediately and I could feel a connection being there. And yeah, also something I will never forget that moment, like those big eyes looking looking at my husband. Yeah. Yeah, So precious. Mm, Yeah. And um, so remember when I said that I was in the birthing pool and wanted it to be warmer? <laughs> Apparently it was already quite warm because our midwife came and she, when she helped with the course, she said, oh, it's quite warm, the water. So uh, she looked at the temperature and I think it was 39 degrees. Mm. So actually a bit warmer than you may have wanted for the baby. Um, but she, I said, oh, do we need to get out? And she said, no, it's fine. You know, he seems uh, to, to do well and uh, mm-hmm. you can just stay there. So. Yeah, he had a very warm welcome into the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then did you birth your placenta in the pool, did you? or? No, I planned to. So we got this bowl because, um, yeah, I thought, why not? You know, and then I wanted to uh, stay and relax uh, there as long as possible. Um, but the midwife asked for a couple of times, maybe, can you already feel it a bit if you just give a little push? And But I didn't feel anything. And she said, okay, don't worry. Just go back to relaxing and mm. it will come. And then more time was uh, passing. And then I said, maybe I should get on my knees or, uh, or in a squat position or maybe stand up. So she said, yeah, sure. Let's try all that. So as I got out of the pool, we tried a couple of positions. And then my husband was uh, holding our son. I think she said we needed to hold him lower than my placenta or was it higher? I'm not sure. The um, baby. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I don't know. I mean, I it think, seems like it's been an hour since um, you birthed your baby. So I'm guessing that the cord has stopped pulsating at that point. So I'm not mm, sure um, why the baby's w- position would yeah. matter. I think it was maybe for gravity, gravity or gravity. Yeah. I'm not mm. sure. Anyway, it, it did not help. So I just got <laughs> out of the bath and <laughs> got onto the mattress that we had. Mm. And um, she was still very relaxed the entire time. But as you're saying, by now an hour had passed. Mm. And then, then she came to us and uh, that was the first time she used a more serious tone. I could hear it in her voice. <laughs> and she said, okay, Lonica, it's it's time right now for the placenta to come. Yeah. I said, oh, okay. You know, I wasn't busy with that in my mind at all. But I said, okay, if she says that, then I know, you know, we need mm. to give that some attention. Um, 
so I said, okay, I'll just hand our son to uh, my husband. We had the golden hour and then he can have that time too. But I forgot that they were still attached, <laughs> you know, of course with the cord. So I tried to hand in and then we were like, oh, of course we then still have to cut the cord. So um, that's when we decided to do that. And then it actually took quite some work to get the uh, placenta out. I tried to push a couple of times myself, but wasn't really happening. Happening. I wasn't. Were you having happening. any contractions? No. No. Mm. That's probably why. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. usually, after you had your baby, you still have a little bit of contractions coming on when the when the placenta is oh. ready. Yeah. Oh. Um. To birth the placenta. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, there were none. So it was just me trying to push. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, and then she said, okay, let me try to massage your belly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she she did that. She pushed a little bit, but not forceful or anything. felt really good for me. And I had to push, but even with sounds again, quite I had to yeah gather quite some strength. And then, uh, then it came out. Yeah. So I'm really happy that it did so uh, naturally, but it did take some work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sometimes just doing a little bit of massage can help initiate those contractions not yeah it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be forceful just a little bit like that and just a little bit of kind of maybe just pulling a little bit gently as you Mm. relax you open your mouth you squat maybe you do a little bit of coughing those things can help Mm -hmm. release um sometimes yeah but it sounds like you know you after having such a kind of intense short you know uh, labor and birth as you had you probably needed that hour to just relax and just be um mm. to integrate what happened and it is really important to keep kind of being relaxed I mean that love bubble that helps yeah. um, with all the, yeah. also birthing the placenta but then of course yeah. after some time and we're all different there there's not you know there's that kind of timeline like you know, one hour, we kind of want to see physiologically, you know, that the placenta is burst. But, you know, obviously for Mm -hmm. some women, it's much quicker. For some, it's a bit longer. But the cervix starts to close up and the, you know, you might lose out on those kind of afterbirth pains, afterbirth contractions that kind of can help the placenta um, Mm. expel naturally as well. So, yeah, it is is good to kind of have a little bit of someone saying, okay, maybe it's time now, because obviously it's great that you just keep being in the love bubble. That's what you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember because I think it was an hour and 10 minutes, which is quite long for a procedure here in the Netherlands to wait for the placenta. So when she told me afterwards, I said, oh, I'm really grateful that you allowed me the time. And she also knew that I would support that decision that she gave me that time. Yeah. Um, and then she also said that she knew that the endorphins were still flowing. You know, there was still so much love going on. She said, I knew that there wasn't, hadn't been any disturb. Uh, yeah, that you hadn't been disturbed at all after birth because it was still dark here. Uh, candles were lit, and she was so calm herself. And she, she said, "Yeah, I saw that for an hour. You were still, you know, in that feeling. So I had so much trust that it would still come. And then maybe because it was so fast that your body still needed a bit of time. Yeah. So that's what gave her the trust to, to, yeah, to wait and know that it will come. And yeah, she was right." So I'm yeah. really happy that she, uh, yeah. It sounds like it she calm. really, really was an amazing midwife who truly understood mm. the physiology of birth. Exactly, yeah. And that she I, felt I, no I, fear, she, yeah. No, 
Uh, I actually fell pregnant in the US. We were living there at that time. Um, so I started to look for midwives already when we were still in the US because I knew we were moving back. And I, I wrote to so many of them and I just wrote a bit of a story how I envisioned birth and uh, support during pregnancy. And uh, yeah, quite a lot of them said, oh, we don't do it that way. And then they all referred me to other ones. And so we actually found this one at one point. And then she told me, she said, oh, there's a name for what you're describing and it's called physiological. So she said, yeah, we are a practice that works physiologically. Mm. Um, and I said, oh, okay, great. So it has a name what I'm looking for. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm so happy that we found them. They were a bit of a drive away. And some people have said, oh, you know, there was not a midwife at birth. You didn't have to have put all that effort into it. But I think that yeah, to the contrary, because she really supported my instincts. And also in pregnancy, she always strengthened our feelings and she was so trusting. And yeah, it was amazing. So I'm very happy that we put so much thought into selecting our midwife. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. That just warms my heart. That's mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. beautiful. <laughs> so if you had a first time mama in front of you right now, who's about to have her first baby and she really wants to have a natural and empowering birth experience, what advice and pearls of wisdoms would you give to her? I would say just one word and the word is surrender because we've talked about it before and I think your head is the one thing that can get in the way of your body because your body knows so well what to do. I truly, I truly believe that everyone's body knows what to do and it's only our heads that get in the way. Um, but maybe it's easily more easily said than done. If you are mm -hmm. not someone with a very strong intuition or instinct, I would say maybe put some effort into cultivating that during pregnancy. Or if you need the theoretical basis for that and more research to know that your body actually does know what to do, then inform yourself so much. It's also what I did. Um, and everything I learned only strengthened the feeling that, that my body knew what it was, what it was going to do. So if, I think if you have that trust, you can just surrender and let go and let it all roll over you. And um, I think some people in this podcast have said before, just be the vessel through which all that force is moving. And uh, I thought that was beautiful. So, yeah. 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 I couldn't agree more. That is really the key to surrender. And, you know, it's definitely not easy. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah it sounded to me really that you truly perfected it but that is so very <laughs> rare um especially being a modern woman you know mm, um yeah especially if you know that <clears throat> if you know that you are kind of a heady person or a person that really wants mm -hmm. to control things then uh, you might have a bit of a more of a journey to take to get to that point and then I love what you just said which is what really works for people like that you know myself included I'm quite you know intellectual and I, and I love learning about things and so mm -hmm. um 
I think if you are that kind of person, which a lot of women are in our day and age, you know, that's just how we are brought mm-hmm. up and taught to be. And, you know, we've been <laughs> going to universities or school, you mm-hmm. know, we just, this is how we, you know, we cultivate this part of us very strongly. And we have maybe not cultivated, as you said, our intuition. It's been ridiculed throughout the ages. It's even been dangerous mm-hmm. to even yeah. talk about it for, for thousands of years, you know, but it is true. You know, we have a very strong intuition as women. If, we um, haven't turned that off or have ignored it for all of our life. So yes, I really agree. Um, do your do all the research you need to take, you know, a birth class um, mm-hmm. sure that your mind is satisfied, that you understand that yes, this is, you know, my body's made to do this. I understand the stages of labor, I understand a little bit, you know, about mm-hmm. the physiology of birth. You know, you don't have to yeah. become a midwife <laughs> or a doula, mm-hmm. but you just having some sort of understanding um, will relieve some of maybe the anxiety around it because then when you truly understand yeah. it, um, your mind can quiet and then yeah. also then cultivating the trust in your inner wisdom and intuition is just, yeah, golden nuggets for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lunike, for coming on the Natural Birth Podcast. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you for listening. If you love this podcast, then please share it. Grade it on iTunes and leave a comment. If you want to connect on social media, you can find me on Facebook as The Spiritual Midwife or on Instagram as The underscore Spiritual underscore Midwife. Thank you for listening.